Hi, welcome back to EEP. Today, we'll be talking about different types of pollution and ways to reduce them. The first type of pollution we will be talking about is air pollution. Air pollution is a mixture of solid particles and gases in the air. Car emissions, chemicals from factories, dust, pollen, and mold spores are some of the causes of air pollution. Acid rain is a form of precipitation that is unusually acidic because of air pollution. It has elevated levels of hydrogen ions and it can have harmful effects on plants, aquatic animals, and infrastructure. Eutrophication is when the environment becomes enriched with nutrients. This can be a problem in marine habitats such as lakes because it can cause algal blooms and some algae produce toxins that are harmful to higher life forms, which can cause problems along the food chain and affect any animals that feed on them. This process may result in oxygen depletion of the water body after the bacterial degradation of algae and results in damaging crops and forests. Looking at air pollution from a broader and global perspective, air pollution has dropped during the lockdowns. A study based on data from satellites and more than 10,000 ground-based monitoring stations around the world found that the average global air quality during lockdowns improved relative to the same periods in 2019. The second type of pollution we will be talking about is light pollution. Light pollution is the presence of anthropogenic and artificial light in the night environment. It is exacerbated by excessive, misdirected, or obtrusive use of light, but even carefully used, light fundamentally alters natural conditions. Most of us are familiar with air, water, and land pollution. But did you know that light can also be a pollutant? The appropriate or excessive use of artificial light known as light pollution can have serious environmental consequences for humans, wildlife, and our climate. Light pollution is a side effect of industrial civilization. It includes building exterior and interior lighting, in advertising, commercial properties, offices, factories, streetlights, and illuminated sporting venues. The fact is that much outdoor lighting used at night is ineffective, overly bright, poorly targeted, improperly shielded, and in many cases completely unnecessary. This light and the electricity used to create it is being wasted by spilling it into the sky rather than focusing on the actual objects and areas the people wanted to be illuminated. With much of the Earth's population living under light-polluted skies, Overlighting is an international concern. If you live in an urban or suburban area, all you have to do to see this type of pollution is go outside at night and look up at the sky. According to the 2016 groundbreaking World Atlas of Artificial Night Sky Brightness, 80% of the world population lives under sky glow. In the United States and Europe, 99% of the public can't experience a natural night. For 3 billion years, life on Earth existed in a rhyme of light and dark that was created solely by the illumination of the sun, moon, and stars. Now, artificial lights overpower the darkness and our cities glow at night, disrupting the natural day-night pattern and shifting the delicate balance of our environment. The natural effect of the loss of this inspirational natural resource might seem intangible, but a growing body of evidence links the bright, brightening night sky directly to measurable negative impacts, including increasing energy consumption, disrupting the ecosystem and wildlife, harming human health, and affecting crime and safety. 
light pollution affects every citizen. Fortunately, concern about light pollution is rising dramatically. A growing number of scientists, homeowners, environmental groups, and civic leaders are taking action to restore the natural light. Each of us can implement practical solutions to combat light pollution locally, nationally, and internationally. The good news is that the light pollution, unlike many other forms of pollution, is reversible and each one of us can make a difference. Just being aware that light pollution is a problem is not enough. The need is for action. You can start by minimizing the light from your own home at night. You can do this by following these steps. Only use light when and where it's needed. If safety is a concern, install motion detector lights and timers, properly shield all outdoor lights, and keep your blinds drawn to keep light inside. Radioactive contamination. What is it and what are the effects of it on people and the environment? Exposure to very high levels of radiation, such as being close to an atomic blast, can cause acute health effects, such as skin burns and acute radiation syndrome, also known as radiation sickness. It can also result in long-term health effects, such as cancer and cardiovascular disease. Exposure of radiation to the atmosphere means it is present even in soils. This leads to contamination of food and water. It also makes the soil infertile and highly toxic. The product of nuclear waste remains in the environment for several hundreds of years. Two examples of how the environment and people in the surrounding area were impacted by radioactive contamination are the nuclear disasters in Fukushima, Japan, and Chernobyl, Ukraine. The next pollution that we will be talking about is thermal pollution. Thermal pollution, also known as thermal enrichment, is the process which is most often caused by water, coolant, power plants, and manufacturers. Thermal pollution can be caused by a sudden increase in temperature of a natural body of water, which is caused by some form of human influence. One of the most common causes of thermal pollution is the use of water as a coolant by power plants and industrial manufacturers. Cooling for industrial machinery and power plants is a large cause for thermal pollution since water is an excellent and free cooling agent. Water used to cool machinery is allowed to flow back into the river or lake or sea. Some natural causes are geothermal vents, hot springs, soil erosion, deforestation, and runoff. Thermal pollution damages water ecosystems, including plant species, algae, bacteria, and multi-celled animals. Our community, being the Ella County, has plenty of power plants that contribute to thermal pollution. Some examples are the El Segundo and the Glen Arm Power Plant Fountain. So next is water pollution, and this occurs when dangerous substances are added into water. These dangerous substances include chemicals, sewage, pesticides, and fertilizers from agricultural runoff, or metals like lead or mercury. The United States' most common contaminants are bacteria, mercury, phosphorus, and nitrogen. 783 million people do not have access to clean water, and around 2.5 billion do not have access to adequate sanitization. Adequate sanitization helps to keep sewage and other contaminants from entering the water supply. 80% of pollution in marine environments comes from the land through sources like runoff. Water pollution can also severely affect marine life. For example, 
Sewage causes pathogens to grow, while organic and inorganic compounds in the water can change the composition of this precious resource. According to the EPA, low levels of dissolved oxygen in the water are also considered a pollutant. Dissolved oxygen is caused by the decomposition of organic materials, such as sewage introduced into the water. Sulfate particles from acid rain change the pH of water, making it more acidic damaging marine life in the bodies of water that it contaminates, increasing the number of deaths of organisms there in an environment. Remember, always choose remedies at home that do not pollute the water and cleaning products without chemicals. Ways in which we can help reduce water pollution include not pouring fat, oil, or grease from cooking down the sink. Do not dispose of household hazardous waste down the sink or toilet. Do not flush any medication or medical waste down the toilet or sink, and only run the dishwasher or washing machine when you have a full load. Next is plastic pollution. Plastic pollution is a global problem affecting many marine environments. For example, plastic pollution also puts ocean health, food safety, and quality, human health, coastal tourism, and contributes to climate change and danger. Plastic pollution has a very big effect on animals from different parts of the world. One species that is affected by plastic pollution is whales. Whales have recently been found dead on beaches from consuming plastic. The plastic in our oceans have been collecting chemicals and organic pollutants at the surface level from entering our oceans as various waste products. Whales are affected by this because these chemicals are entering whale bodies either from them consuming the plastic or sometimes it can be stored in their blubber. And the final type of pollution we will be talking about today is hazardous waste. Very few people actually know about it and its effects on the environment. So what is hazardous waste? Hazardous waste is a waste with properties that make it dangerous or capable of having a harmful effect on human health or the environment. Hazardous waste is generated from many sources, ranging from industrial manufacturing process wastes to batteries and may come in many forms, including liquids, solids, gases, and sludges. Ways we can reduce the harmful effect of hazardous waste is by knowing the differences between trash, recycling, and different types of hazardous substances. Some hazardous substances are gases, explosive fumes, and vapors, and household cleaning supplies, but this is just a short list of them. You can usually tell when something is hazardous because it will have a yellow triangle with an exclamation point in it. Hazardous waste usually is put into drains, trash cans, and recycling bins, but those are all incorrect ways of disposing this type of waste. There are usually different types of hazardous waste and e-waste roundups in your own city where people take your different types of hazardous waste and dispose of them in the correct way. You can also search for state and local guidelines for the proper disposal method of specific types of hazardous waste in your area. And that is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning into EEP. Peep the socials in the description to contact us. Stay tuned for our next episode on food waste.